1: Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're welcoming back Idris Phillips, and this time he's accompanied on violin by Katie O'Neill. Idris shines musically in diverse genres, among them jazz improvisation, though he's clearly rooted in the mellow folk singer-songwriter heyday typified by Paul Simon, Gordon Lightfoot, and Cat Stevens. In fact, Idris has a special connection with Cat Stevens, known since the late 1970s as Yusuf Islam, as they both long ago embraced Islam, and Idris has been in the studio with Yusuf. Idris brings additional spiritual maturity to his music due to his experience with recovery from addiction and training in helping those with addictions. I'm just getting to know Katie O'Neill, but I can promise this to you up front. She is amazingly talented and can, without warning or practice, bring magic melodies and vibrations out of her violin to dance delightfully with whatever tunes she's invited into. She's also a delightful dining partner, as I came to this interview with Katie O'Neill and Idris Phillips from the dining hall of the University of Toledo, Ohio, where Katie and Idris are now joining me before a small audience. Idris and Katie, I am so excited to have the two of you join me today for Song of the Soul.
2: Thank you, Mark.
3: Thanks for having us, Mark.
1: I've just met you, Katie what, an hour and a half ago for the first time. Idris, I had the joy of visiting with at the end of last year, and I I really feel like I've grown because of knowing you more.
2: Thank you very much. That was a nice experience for me also.
1: And Katie, when did you get involved with this miscreant?
3: (laughs) So Idris and I met at a game night that my friend Taji was having at her apartment, and a lot of the professors that I'm friends with were all gathered around for game night, and that was how we connected, actually.
1: Was there music involved in this game night? What kind of game are we talking? <laughs>
3: Beach uh,
1: blanket bingo? Or?
3: <laughs> They're very serious about their games. So it was actually a board game. I remember being a little frustrated because I didn't know the rules and so I couldn't win. So I, I uh, <laughs> just sat there. And some of the professors there are musicians like me. So later on when I came back, Taji said, I have a friend that I think you should meet. And so that was where that started when I kept going to game nights, actually. Board game nights. <laughs>
1: Did Taji know about your music? I mean, she certainly knows Idris's music very well.
3: She knew that I was like a classical and jazz musician because our friend Kivi, who plays cello, cello professor at YSU with her, is in the classical world. And so she knew, kind of knew of my music, but hadn't heard me or anything, just heard of me.
1: And when I talked to you, Idris, you very clearly wanted to include Katie in this interview. I'd already interviewed you, but hadn't met her when did you connect with her musically and why did you want her to be here today?
2: Well, when we were introduced, I invited her over. I said, "Please the next time you come over, bring your violin." So we set up a time and she came into the studio and we I didn't really know what to expect or anything, you know. Uh, I was informed ahead of time that she was a very good improvisationist. So I sort of just kind of asked her, and we picked a key, and I just started improv with playing, and she kind of fell in. And I went, wow, okay. And then I invited my friend down, and I says, you got to listen to this. So I played another, and she fell in. And then I said, okay, well, well, let's try one that I wrote, you know, more structured. I played it, she fell in, and I went, I believe I could hang out with you for a while. (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) when did you actually start performing together how much have you done that
2: yeah we've performed what maybe four or five times now and we've not really rehearsed for any of our performances which you'll probably witness and i don't worry about it at all we just walk on and i play and we start to um just it just happens and there's uh, there's a lot of confidence there i don't all happens. One of the things, and uh, somebody said from the audience after one of our shows was, they really was enjoying the chemistry between us two. They could tell that we were having a good time while we were playing and enjoying each other's work. That is why, to get to your question, this is why I wanted her along. Is, is uh, she's just kind of going to be part of my sound, and I'm going to be part of hers, hopefully. So we're trying to make something happen.
1: You've got a long history of making music, Idris. You certainly spent lots of time in LA and in Nashville. I mean, you were over to Yusef Islam's cat Stevens. It's his is it son-in-law is Right. Uh-huh. his son-in-law's studio. Yeah. Uh so you've been all around doing music for decades. Katie, how long is your history with music performing? Is this still, I mean, have you been up on stage thousands of times, even though you're so young?
3: I've been playing professionally probably since 2010, most of the professional gigs. I mean, I've studied for over 20 years, and I may be forgetting a few performances probably before 2010, but that's when I think of that it really took off where I started touring with orchestras and doing tours with, you know, Barry Manilow, or we uh, had an orchestra gig with Earth, Wind and & Fire, and trans Orchestra, and that kind of stuff.
1: Trans Siberian Orchestra, yeah. I love their stuff. They're, yeah, they're fun,
3: that kind of stuff. So I, I really focus and think about that time. I kind of don't remember anything before that. You know what I mean? Those are the ones moments that mean something to me.
1: Well, I'm grateful that you got the day free to come up here. Again, you're coming from the eastern side of Ohio to join us in Toledo, where the Friends General Conference Gathering is. We've got an audience here. Could you make a little noise, people out there? So. And of course, there'll be many more people listening via the stations that carry our programs all around the country. How do you want to start off your song of the soul today? And I don't know if to call this—if I should be calling this Adreesa's song of the soul or Adreesa and Katie's. I don't know if Adreesa's driving the show. Simply, I, I would love to see you put in whatever you can, Katie.
2: This is a song I wrote, and it's called "For You," featuring Katie O'Neill.
4: all the words you say you say I feel I can breathe with you today Mm -hmm. when I discovered you my world became brand new and I knew there was more Some time just to see my way back home With you there I would never be alone Oh no It was all through the night I was so wrong or by It was all I could have With you Dreams came true in the time, lost and found alone in a rhyme. Sing the way with the wind, we will find a way to begin. Let us pray. hearing my wings you fly away the endless moments we slip into the next day and my heart became new when I was facing you and I only have a love Came true in the time lost and found alone in a rhyme. Sail away with the men we will find a way to begin. Let us pray. Sometime just to see my way back home.
1: Today for Song of the Soul, we have Idris Phillips and Katie O'Neill here. We're at the Friends General Conference Gathering at the University of Toledo, Ohio, where We get to sit with an audience here listening to me. I've met you before, of course, Idris, uh, virtually. We talked via Skype as well. And I do believe, Idris, that you're planning on a trip up to Eau Claire before too long to visit me, aren't you? How soon is this on your agenda?
2: Well, I told you that when the snow melted, I would be up there, and the snow has melted, correct?
1: Yeah, it is. It's almost all the snow is gone. It's gone. (laughs)
2: Because I know it gets a little chilly up there. Yeah, well, that's a boy, that's a tough question. I'm not sure. I've got a few things on my schedule, but the minute I get a break, I'm, I'm coming up for sure.
1: Sandra and I have saved a place in the Dragon Room for you, so I do hope that you'll occupy it soon. The, the space feels empty without you visiting.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing the barn, actually. Yes.
1: <laughs> that song, For You some people might be tempted to think of it just as a romantic song that the you in that case would be your sweetheart right would they be mistaken oh uh, yes okay good so we got that answered
2: <laughs> well it was it's it was actually twofold when i was recording this record it, it was it sort of unconsciously came out lyrically a spiritual record and it was lord i listen to all the words you say you say, and that was sort of my, when I was thinking about, when I was studying the Quran, and the words from the Quran, and I was reading, thinking about that, and then, you know, there was a friend in my life, or in my life right now, that sort of was inspiring, so I was getting the inspiration from this individual, and she's very spiritual, by the way, and uh, has a very rich culture and spiritualism about her and it prompted that song
1: so it would be safe to say perhaps that the you in the song is both the universal you allah but it's also manifested through people in your life
2: or? absolutely this is correct yeah.
1: for folks here who have no idea of your path could you say when you embraced islam how that came about
2: yeah that's a whole another interview but sure we've only got uh, nobody here has
1: to leave before <laughs> eight tomorrow morning, do they? <laughs>
2: well, to make it short, you know, I was on the road traveling, and I, I'd always been interested in, in different faiths and religions and different, pe- you know, the way people were trying to find a way to God or what this big mysterious question is. Wh- who are we? Why are we here? And where are we going? There's a word in Arabic. It's called fitra. And that means that's that, that thing that's in your chest that for some reason makes you curious, makes you a seeker. So I had this. And so while I was on the road, I used to carry around a lot of books on Buddhism, and and I studied the Bible, and and I was looking into New Age things, numerology. And, you know, being from California, Los Angeles, we have a lot of crystal readers and crystal balls and tarot cards and all these fun things. But anyway, um, a friend of mine had a friend who was dating at the time a fellow from the Nation of Islam. She was Jewish, and from what I understand, her mother had a bit of an issue with that, twofold. So one time after a show, she came backstage, and her friend. she says, my friend has something for you. And she walked up to me, and she gave me this book. And I says, what is that? She goes, well, it's kind of like the Bible for Muslims. And I said, oh, okay. And I I took it, and I went to open it and realized, oh, it goes this way, you know, right? And I loved that. Then I saw the Arabic text for the first time with the English translation, and everything moved from right to left. I was just, I'd never had anything like this or seen anything, so I said, I thanked her, and I kept it. And uh, within about a year, I went looking for the Muslims. I wanted to know where, the, where these people are, and so while I was in Phoenix, I was at home, one day, and I asked a friend of mine, who are these people, and where do you find them? You know, really, I probably knew some, but I didn't know. And they said, well, if you go to the University of ASU campus there in Arizona, there's a mosque. Go there. So I did, and it was a replica of the Dome of the Rock mosque in Israel. It was just like that, but a tiny one, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> And I walked in, and there was nobody there, and it smelled like musk, and it was very peaceful. I walked up these stairs, and I walked into this big room, and there were no chairs, no pictures of Muhammad or Jesus or anything, no stage, no music. And the imam came in, and he said, can I help you? And I said, well, I just want to know what you do here. And he said, well, you can take your shoes off, like now. Now would be good, first step. I said, oh, okay, <laughs> so... Yeah, so I sat and talked to him about it. He says, "Well, we all face this way. and We pray to one God, and I just seemed to like that. You know, there was nothing between me and God, confessing of sins and things like this, and no saints. And we were all facing one way, and it didn't matter what color or where you know where you were from or who you are, poor or rich. And I I felt like I'd arrived. I said, I I think this is this is where I belong, and so." And shortly then after that, I embraced Islam.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, that was back in the 1980s? 89. 1989. Well, there's a lot of that road I want to hear more about, but first I would like to have some more of your music. And I'm pretty sure the people here are very excited to hear more music come out right now, aren't you? What would you like to share next?
2: Well, you know, Katie and I both like this Beatles song. We like to do a song called Norwegian
0: Wood.
4: I once had a girl, what should I say? She once had me She showed me her room Isn't it good Norwegian wood She asked me to stay And she told me To sit anywhere I looked around and I noticed There wasn't a chair I sat on the rug biding my time Drinking her wine We talked until two And then she said It's time for bed She worked in the morning She started to laugh I told her I didn't I crawled off to sleep in the bath And when I awoke I was alone This bird had flown So I lit a fire Isn't it good Norwegian word.
1: I can see, Idris, why you chose to have Katie here with you today. She's really gifted. And it's wonderful. And folks, uh, wherever you're listening to this from, we have Idris Phillips and Katie O'Neill here today for Song of the Soul. On Northern Spirit Radio, our website, nordenspiritradio.org, with links to our folks. So when you want to track down IdrisPhillipsMusic.com, just come via nordenspiritradio.org. Idris is not a word that everybody knows. It's the name you took when you embraced Islam, I believe. Phillips was the name that I think you got from your papa.
2: Well, how it worked was that Philip was my name, Philip Bubel. And when I embraced Islam, it was good to pick a name. I realized that Philip meant lover of horses, and I'm not a real big fan of horses. I think they're beautiful animals, and they look good from over there. So when I was thinking about a Muslim name, I, I really didn't attach to the names you hear that are the regular names of Vietnam. And I was reading the Quran one day, and I came across the Prophet Adris, And I said, ah, that's the one. And Greece, they just kind of stuck out. And I believe it's Arabic for the word Enoch from the Bible.
1: Katie, your name, Katie O'Neill, I, you might not be a Katie, you might be a Catherine or some such, and that O'Neill makes me think you're not German. Uh, <laughs> what's your background?
3: So my name is Catherine Kelly O'Neill with a Slovak K because my mom is Italian and Slovak. So she gave me Catherine from both my great-grandmothers, but instead of an Irish C, she gave me a Slovak K to get her stamp in my name, but she wanted my name to flow, so she gave me Kelly as a middle name, so I'd have a full Irish name, like my dad.
1: (laughs) Were you raised—I mean, if you're Irish, you're supposed to be Catholic, either that or from Northern Ireland, you can be Protestant, right? So did you have Catholic upbringing? Do you have it now?
3: Especially the Italian side, too. Definitely Roman Catholic. I was raised. But actually, my my mom's— Dad was Lutheran, which is very close to Catholicism, actually. They pretty much have the same Mass. But they don't Exactly, you know. yeah, actually. yeah.
1: My stepmother used to come to Catholic Mass with my father and my, the family I grew up in. But when the Catholics would kneel, she'd stay sitting, and that's how we knew she was a heretic in our midst.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so anyway, you grew up in a family that was Catholic and persists?
3: Since my mom, like, her grandmother was from Italy, I mean, I'm sorry, her mother was from Italy, so she was Catholic, but then her mother converted to Lutheranism for her husband, my grandpa, who was Slovak and Lutheran. Then my mom converted back to Catholicism because my dad was Roman Catholic, and my grandmother was not going to have any of the grandchildren on my dad's side, you know, like, not being Catholic. But I've definitely studied other religions for fun in in college, Judaism, even took some Confucianism and Taoism classes and studied Hinduism and Buddhism on my own, and I find other religions and cultures fascinating. So I respect and embrace everybody's opinions and thoughts on what they find in divinity, or not.
1: I find for many musicians that their first religion actually is whatever instrument they play. How entwined is the violin with your spiritual truth?
3: Well, I will say this thing This is actually my second instrument. I've had this since high school. I had two choices, a car or a violin. And I was like, ooh, that's a tough one. That was my one gift, you know, my last gift for my parents. You know, they were bootstraps type, do everything yourself. So I've done everything myself from that point on. But uh, I chose a violin. And I'll tell you what, it's gotten me through some serious, serious situations put it that way, and that sometimes I felt it was the only thing that I had. So I feel a very spiritual connection to this instrument. And it's, you know, it's about 200 years old, and I'm sure there's a lot of souls trapped in it, which is cool. And I'm playing and touching something that other people have touched. I find that fascinating. Even my bow is from 1888. So other all these players have probably touched this bow. I find that my one teacher believed that the soul lives in the violin and that each person's soul, you know, your blood, your sweat, your tears, which you do all of those things when you play for a very long time, all of those things get trapped in the instrument. If you think about, you know, atoms and genes and how uh, sound works and aspects of physics, I'm sure each part of genes, genetic coding from each person is in that instrument. So I think it changes the sound. I think that's why I like older instruments better than newer instruments. They have a soul when they play.
1: I'm so glad I asked that question because you gave me exactly the kind of depth that I was hoping to hear. Just choosing between violin and a car and choosing the, the violin says loads about your values being in a place that's deep and not superficial, not so much in our society just rolls right on by. Not that people who play music are immune to that at all. I think, Idris, you had your own struggles, searches, that I don't know if music helped or hurt your spiritual search.
2: Just adding to Katie's is acoustic instruments. You know, I've always loved to play acoustic pianos wood pianos with hammers and things and you know for this reason acoustic guitars which is why I've stayed as an acoustic sort of musician and also billy joel wrote a song called my baby grand and it was to get to a healing kind of thing it heals you so many times when you when things just don't look right you've lost friends or you've lost relatives or parents I always turned to the piano. It was always something I could sit down and close my eyes and disappear into. And I believe with all that I've been through over these years, it saved my life in a way. It was something that I could, I could just get rid of it. So the doctors tell me I still have a pretty strong heart, so I'm very happy about that.
1: Well, it's a strong heart in spite of the abuse that you sometimes put it through, that's part of it. You just graduated this past year. Would you tell them about your certificate, the the work you're ready to add to your music?
2: Well, you know, I spent years on the road and traveling and through all of the 70s, all of the 80s, most of the 90s. You know, drugs and alcohol were, I didn't even think, <laughs> I didn't even think that cocaine at one point was illegal. It just seemed to be there. Everybody had it and we all did it and I did it all through the late 70s and 80s. And it was good, and it worked, and it was fun for a while. But it doesn't turn out this way. This is not the end of the story. Doesn't? It? It's not a happy ending. And I lost a lot of friends. Uh, saw a lot of people die. Alcoholics. I struggled with alcoholism, and it almost killed me at one point about a year ago. Actually, matter of fact, I just celebrated on the fourth of July one year sober and clean. So, thank you.
1: We're with you. We're with you.
2: And so I thought to myself while I was getting sober there, that within the first year, I thought, you know, in order to stay in recovery, you have to participate in recovery, in your own recovery. And I thought, you know, I embraced the religion at one point because I felt it was the right thing to do, and it changed my life, you know. You have to embrace, I did. I felt like I had to embrace recovery almost like i did my religion i had to make it a way of life and i feel so much empathy and i understand addicts and alcoholics i know the struggle they go through i know when they can't put that they take a drink and they can't stop or they do a line of coke and they can't quit until their bank accounts are gone and their wives are gone and their houses are gone and they're they're in the hospital or in a crazy house because these are your options death prison that's it you know And so I thought, well, if I would like, being a musician, I had a girlfriend in California, in Los Angeles, who was a music therapist. So while I was in town, she would invite me over to play in the rehab. And uh, I went over and played music, and I just saw how for that one hour I was with these addicts, it took them out of their heads. So I'm trying to figure out right now a way to combine music and counseling. And I, I received my counseling certificate for, with the state of Ohio. And I, I have it placed in, above my studio. And I look at it and I go, wow, how did that happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's an honor for me to, if I get the opportunity to work with other addicts, and, and I'd like to be part of their lives because their recovery helps me stay in recovery. And it goes, It's a back and forth thing.
1: Which is one of those reasons why you have to come up to Eau Claire, because our neighboring community, Menominee, is where Jen Hazen-Coin works. That's right. And she does that kind of work. She had a fundraiser CD to get instruments for the people. Are you going to bring Katie along for that, too?
2: Katie is so busy, and I have to really run around the room to catch her sometimes, (laughs) you know a matter of fact, I'm pretty used now that if I send her a text, I'll probably get an answer tomorrow.
1: Well, before Katie runs out of the room, could you play another song?
2: Yeah, I think we'll do a little instrumental thing. We'll just make up something and...
1: beautiful song shared by Idris Phillips and Katie O'Neill for Song of the Soul today. Since it was improv, I guess it's up to me to name it. And I think it's called Idris and Katie Take the FGC Stage. That's what it is. <laughs> Does a song like that turn into a song in your repertoire? I mean, when you're improving it, can you... I, I don't know. I couldn't remember the notes later. Where do those songs go other than into the violin there, right? They're traveling along with it, right?
3: So this is something that actually resonates with me a lot. I remember when I was studying jazz history, Charlie Parker would write down his songs on a napkin and then he would shove them in his pocket. And I thought, what a good idea that is. And all the times I'd be walking around and I'd like make something up or play with somebody and improvise. And I'd be like, man, that would be a good song. Probably going to forget this later. And I get really upset about it. I'd say probably more than, like, the majority of the time, they just fly away, they're gone. <laughs> like, I don't think we remember them. It'd be a good idea to record them and turn some into a song, but I haven't done that yet.
1: What about you, Idris? How do you think of that? Because you do, you play a fair amount of jazz and improv, that kind of
3: thing.
2: You know, I've been fortunate to be able to play with some really fine players, and 9 times out of 10 if I'm just sitting down with somebody something comes out of it. For instance, what we just did was totally, you know, she's pulling me along. It goes it's in the heart there and it's moving it and not thinking about it but just listening to it and feeling it. I mean, we could have went another 10 minutes and maybe a couple more movements in that piece actually. Cuz I'm I can hear it going. But um, as far as composition, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a studio. So I get up early in the morning, and I improvise on the piano, but I record it. And I'm still half asleep before I can think, or I'm insulted by the the sounds and the noises of the day. And then I go back to sleep sometimes, and when I wake up, I listen to it, and I go, wow, that was was interesting. And nine times out of ten, I'll have something I can write from out
1: of there. People are here to certainly hear your stories and to hear your music. So, I'd like to go right back into another song if I could. What would you like to share?
2: I had the wonderful privilege and opportunity to work with Yusuf Islam, who back in the day was Cat Stevens. I grew up on his music, James Taylor and Cat Stevens and Paul Simon. But I, I, I was in the studio with him one day, and I was playing Father and Son. And it was, I did it kind of on the piano, and I was doing a blues rendition of it. And he liked it so much, I recorded it, and it's on uh, my CD called Star by Moon. But uh, I'm going to try to play another one off T for the Tillerman in a Dries Phillips style, if we can do it. Now, we've never done this together
4: I built my house from barley rice, green pepper walls and water ice, tables of paper wood, windows of light, and everything is emptying into one. A black spider dancing on top of his eyes Red-legged chicken stands ready to strike And everything is emptying rise
1: song uh, when Cat Stevens played it on T for the Tillerman it was called Into White and I suppose it's called Into Whitish uh, in your case <laughs> with Idris Phillips and Katie O'Neill playing it here today I don't actually know when you do significant change improv on a, a song if it gets a new name or if it just keeps the old how what's the convention in the music business I, I haven't dealt with that Oh,
2: I've never noticed. Uh, you know, when people cover songs, uh, uh, fellow, I used I used to uh, open with uh, a wonderful acoustic guitar player. With, uh, you might re- remember Richie Havens. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Richie and I, I would play a little bit with him, and we would. He would do like things like "Here Comes the Sun" or "Fire and Rain" by James Taylor. But he, would, he had a very unusual, he played in chords. Uh, he would tune his guitar into a chord and use his big thumb to change chords. But uh, he, he never changed the title. So it was Here Comes the Son, Richie Havens. And so uh, so I have F&S Blues. It's called Father and Son Blues, Adrice Phillips. So by Cat Stevens,
1: of course. Of course.
2: Did that answer your question?
1: It answered it perfectly, okay. yeah. And I think would, part of what you're saying, though, Dries, is that no one's told you that there is a single rule about how you do that, but there's convention that some people you've hung with that they follow.
4: Yeah,
2: now, you know, there's, for instance, if I'm, if I'm playing Imagine, you know, I can play Imagine John Lennon's style. I can cop that. But I always like to bring these days, you know, I like to, I've, I've sort of just created, a, after all these years, I've developed a style and a, a way that I'm comfortable with. And so I like to take the music and put my thing on it and maintain the integrity of the song. I don't take it so out there that you don't recognize it. But I like to say that I've brought something to it. You know, I add a, a little bit to the picture, maybe.
1: I do international folk dancing, and as these dances migrate from other countries to the U.S., they come here. There is quite definitely a Mark Helps Meet style to folk dancing. And some people won't recognize the original dance necessarily. But I try and say, well, this is my adaptation of it. It's, I, I'm not trying to blame it on anybody from some other country. You know, Frank Zappa
2: had a wonderful take on it, you know. He used to say, he'd he'd go on stage and they'd always ask him, why don't you play the lick that's on the song, that's on the recording? And he used to go, why? He says, this is how I feel now. This is what I'm playing now. And I always love that. And which is why when I'm working with Katie, I don't like to put a chart in front of her and say, I want you to play this line because when we play, whatever happens happens, it just seems to work, and she's obviously gifted enough that just it's just beautiful stuff and that's how I kind of see it
1: I agree her gift, kind of like you're dancing you know? yeah <laughs> yeah i'm yeah, and I'm clearly very gifted also. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get in two more songs, if we can squeeze them in. I don't know if that's pressuring you too much, but Idris and Katie, are you up for that? Katie, why don't you tell Adrice what you're going to play next?
3: Well, Mark, I was thinking it would be cool if we did a James Taylor song.
1: Ah. And what you can't see out there in Radio Land is that Idris Phillips went up higher than I thought that eyebrows were supposed to go. <laughs> ah, geez. I take it this is when you have not practiced, let's say. <laughs> but that doesn't seem to matter. Most of it is, yeah.
2: Um, I've been playing most of his stuff on the piano lately.
1: I'm a steamroller for
4: you, baby. <laughs> I'm a steamroller. <laughs> Um. Yeah,
3: my mom and I love fire and rain from James Taylor. She actually was living out in California and she was obsessed with James Taylor. OK, so she's at a bar, a very small bar on the coast by Highway 1 in the middle of nowhere. And she said, would you have it that James Taylor was in the bar and drinking a beer? And she about flipped out. You know, she's probably like in upper 20s. You know, she's just madly in love with James Taylor. And she goes up and orders a drink, and he's right next to her, and he smiled at her, and she just about lost it. And then he decided to open up his guitar and did a free show in front of the little bar of like 20 people.
2: I love that story. <laughs> you didn't tell me that.
3: I haven't told anyone
2: that. Another one that I played for Katie's parents, uh, one of their Still favorites. Did. No, it was. Another one? It was Benny and the Jets. Oh, yeah. That's Alton their song. John. That's my parents'
3: song. They're like their songs
2: playing the <laughs> <laughs> Now let's see if I can do an address on this one.
4: Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Susanna the plans they made put an end to you. Oh, I woke up this morning. I wrote down this song Just can't remember Who to send it to Oh, I've seen fire I've seen rain I've seen sunny days I thought would never end I've seen lonely times When I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus You gotta help me make a stand Just gotta see me through another day My body's aching, my time i hand, I ain't gonna make it any other way Cause I've seen fire, I've seen rain Seen sunny days I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend but I always thought that I'd see you again. I've been walking my mind into an easy time. My head back turned towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows, it's gonna turn your head around. At this hour's time, on a telephone line. Talk about things to come Sweet dreams and flying machines And pieces on the ground Oh, I've seen fire, I've seen rain I've seen sunny days I thought would never end. Oh, no I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend but I always thought that I'd see you One more time again now Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just a few things going my way This time around now Thought I'd see you Thought I'd see you Fire and now La, 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 la.
0: Wow. Thank you, thank you.
1: You all recognize the song, Fire and Rain, James Taylor, but performed here today by Idris Phillips and K.D. O'Neill at the FGC Gathering, where for Northern Spirit Radio, we're having Song of the Soul interview before a live audience here today. Each summer I do this for about a week at this national gathering that moves around the country. Next year you'll be listening to me when we're over in Iowa. I'm hoping that next summer that maybe Idris and Katie will come and do the main stage show. Who knows? that We have on Wednesday nights, typically. So actually, I'm hoping that Dawood Warnsby and the rest of the Abraham Jam, I think they would be just a, a perfect mainstay for us at that gathering. So I will be putting that suggestion in a few different years. and see if we can do that. There's time just for one more song but I also want to say, you know, on the program here, I put down mystical Muslim music, which is exactly how we think of James Taylor, right? <laughs> or not. <laughs> the The first interview that I did with you, which folks can find out on org, has a lot more of your own personal music. Uh, but fortunately, since we have the gift of Katie here today, we're exploring new avenues where we haven't been before. I do hope you'll end with one song, and you don't have to do what I want, by the way, that's because I'm Quaker and we don't have rules. But if you can end with one more song of yours to give people a little bit more idea of the place that you write from, Madris, I think that would be lovely.
2: I've never done this live, actually. This is called Content. It's a song that I wrote in a very desperate place. I hitchhiked up from Phoenix to San Francisco and ended up in Mendocino in an A frame cabin overlooking the, the ocean with the redwoods behind me. God, you feel sorry for me. Uh, and, um, but I was in my mind, I was in a very horrible place. And uh, this was a call out to, to the universe or to the, the powers that be. And it's called Content.
4: My Lord, be here tonight I don't want to go out on my own again Stay here by my side I just want to have you in my heart again A change is still ahead hand for me I'll go where people are content, there's a light beyond the world, I can see where the people of our nations will be content. through the night I can feel your love Awake my soul again Your waters constantly flow And the day will come I'll watch your garden grow A change is still at hand for me I'll go where people are content. There's a light beyond the world. I can see where the people of our nations will be content.
1: Wow, what a way to end the Song of the Soul today. Sharing Content by Adrice Phillips, performed here with Katie O'Neill. The line, you know, life beyond the world I can see, where the people of all nations of the world will be content. How close are you, Idris, now to being content?
2: Well, you know, after, uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good today. One thing about being clean and sober is that I feel everything very intensely now. I hear more. I feel better. You know, I appreciate music. I really feel when Katie's playing, I can feel her, her violin. And so inspiration is there so i'm i 'm pretty content i 'm not out of the woods. It took me a long time to walk into those woods. you know it's, it takes a while to walk back out so but i 'm working on it a, one day at a time, as they say one
1: day at a time yes yeah. and katie i 'm very content that you 're here, and i 'm thankful not just for the gift of your violin. I'm grateful for the gift of the person that I'm getting to know. We had lunch together, and all of a sudden I started growing really close to you. You have so many gifts on so many levels, and I thank you for bringing them here today for Song of the Soul.
3: Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. It's been a true pleasure. People here are lovely, and the vibe is really good.
1: And Adrice. I'm sure this won't be the last time that I interview you or that we're together. I know it's destined to have much more. Thank you for joining us.
2: Oh, it's always a pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much.
1: The link for com is on Northern Spirit Radio, so you can track down much more music. You can get all of his recordings there. He's got some beautiful stuff that we've only scratched the surface of today, Thank you so much for joining us today for Song of the Soul, and we'll see you next week.
2: Very good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bob.
1: The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.